and welcome back to another episode of Size Eyes, the life of a long-term multitasker. So this one comes on the heels of just listening to um, the audiobook of Thinking in Bets. I'm not sure if, if you guys have seen some of my journal entries, you know, which are the blogs, or seen, I might have mentioned it in my vlogs as well, but I've been reading this book for the last month or so on Audible called Thinking in Bets by Annie Duke. So just finished it yesterday, and it was a, it was, it was a good read. Uh, I gave it four stars officially on the app, and it was one of the reviews that I remember reading before I had decided to buy it was about, you know, it said that you know, this was, this could have been just a, a blog post, just a very long blog post, but I was like, okay, we'll see how it goes. Um, but I did like how she, like her career path went, you know, she was in the educational field, not educated, like, uh, what is it? Academic field for a bit and then went into poker and then went, is now a business consultant, I believe. And so she's had um, a good amount of experience in various areas to draw experiences from. And obviously she's, you know, a multimillionaire playing poker in that career and was very successful in it. So whatever she has to say in terms of making decisions, because poker is all about making decisions, you know, as is life, one could say. And so I wanted to hear what she had to say and added benefit of that the audiobook was narrated by her as well. So it's like, yeah, sure. Let me hear it from the original source. So there's a lot of topics in there. It was honestly, it was a good book. It was more of a psychology book, honestly. Um, but that was good. Um, in terms of realizing, it made me question even more my assumptions and biases that I may have right now. And I want to dig deeper into those at some point internally. Um, but I think something, this is, so focus of this podcast is going to be one of the sections within one of the chapters when she talked about the differences between poker and chess. Since I have experience playing both of those, um, one more successful than the other, um, but... Uh, you know, you know, there was a lot of stuff that she talked about, obviously. Um, but in, in terms of just this dynamic between these two, two games that, you know, you see a lot in the media, or just in general, when they say someone did a really good job, or uh, saw, you know, X moves ahead, they this person played 3D chess, or did, um, we're looking into the future four moves ahead or whatever. And that's usually, you know, in reference to chess. And growing up and playing that starting from an early age of like four or five, you know, my dad mainly would tell me, hey, 
obviously, you know, we'd go to tournaments and then, um, you know, he'd encourage me, um, ended up, you know, winning a few tournaments doing, you know, top three, top, placing top three, top five in other, in others. And so I realized the importance of chess and how it could apply to different areas. You know, I used that as a example of my quote unquote vision, now, which is kind of funny now, um, of, of seeing, of seeing things before they develop, able to recognize patterns as they emerge and to be ahead of the curve. Right. And so it was all good in that aspect, played blindfold chess sometimes as well, not to completion of a game, but, you know, 15 to 20 moves sometimes. This is all very, when I was younger, like middle schoolish. So haven't played a blindfold game in forever, but what Annie Duke talks about in the book is how poker or how chess is very computational. It's, it's more of a science than an art. It's not necessarily about decision making because one outcome is necessarily better than others. There is a best move that can happen. Obviously, there are like many good ideal moves and, you know, there's a spectrum of good moves, great moves, etc. And blunders, but there is, there is a hierarchy to that. There is a level. There's levels to this. And it's very computational. That's why as technology has increased and gotten better, that's why, you know, Deep Blue beat Gary Kasparov in whatever year. Was it 99? Um, and as technology gotten, has, has gotten better, like tech, computers are going to be better than humans because they just see every possibility sometimes ones that humans can't see. But, and, and so so then you see that a lot of the, the best players are the ones who study the theory the most, who have experience in all types of positions, who can draw from their experiences. But, People who study the most, most types of variations, the openings, the middle games, the end games, those are the players that have the most success. And that's why when you go to the grandmaster or the master's level even and up, you know, master, international master, um, grandmaster, you, you know, a lot of times it's a draw because they're so evenly matched that they kind of they've kind of maxed out the best possible moves and if no one makes a mistake it's going to be a draw or white's going to win cuz they moved first and so so it's you know it's very computational on the other hand you have poker where and so, so going back to chess, sorry, it's very skill-based. It's very knowledge-based. You know, if you bucket 
things into skill and luck. Chess is essentially all skill. The better player will most likely win, you know, all the time. You know, leaving a little bit of room for luck of a mistake or whatnot. But if everyone plays perfectly, or if people play up to their level, the better player will win. But in poker, that's not the case. Because there's obviously luck involved. If a superior player in poker plays up against, goes up against a novice player, the superior player will not necessarily win. Even if they make all the right decisions. And so... So with poker, there's a lot of different variables at play um, within skill and within luck. And so having that distinction, having uh, recognizing all those different variables of... It, it's, it's almost like game theory at, at the poker table where you're making real decisions that have... Is, if you're playing low stakes, some financial impact. If you're playing high stakes or big tournaments like the World Series of Poker, then they have enormous financial impact in seconds, in minutes. And so people, so professional poker players have to make those quick decisions on the fly with different frames of mind, frameworks that they've built up over the years through studying and practicing theory and practicing the theory and drawing upon all the experiences that they've had, just like chess players. But no matter, sometimes no matter how much experience you've had and can draw from, there's no, sometimes luck just wins out. And the player who didn't play it well, but just got lucky at the end, maybe they pulled a, a river, or, you know, a runner runner and got the, um, the turn in the river for the they maybe they hit the draw and then they knocked out the the best player at the table at the tournament. Maybe it was Phil Ivey that got knocked out, right? That's why you don't see Phil Ivey, Phil Hellmuth, like Daniel Negreanu. You don't see those people. They're always doing well, but that's why you don't see them always like winning every tournament. That's why you see random people winning the main event because there's a certain amount of skill in there. So no one's denying the skill in poker or the the luck in poker, but relating poker. So so then the reason they, you know, she brought this up is because what is more relative or not? What is more similar to life? Is it chess or poker? And she argues that it's poker. And I, after listening to it and thinking about it, I'd agree. Because in life, you're not going to have all the information at hand when you're making a decision. You're not going to have the, you know, in poker, even when you, when you make all the right decisions, you can still lose. And when you make all the wrong decisions, you can still win. But when we correlate that decision-making and the result of what happened 
to future decisions that we make and that we expect the same result in poker or in life, that's when that's when we can be like, what what just happened? What just happened? And so I think that you know that's just a something we just need to be aware of. Like I can I can make the right call, I can make the right bet, I can make the right fold. I can go all in at the right time, but then once that river hits that ace, you can be knocked out of the tournament, you could lose tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars. And so really separating the decision from the outcome. In the poker she called you know, it's called resulting, where you don't don't equate the actual result to the the quality of decisions that were made. You know, so treat the decision process that you made as well as the outcome independent of each other. And so inputs versus outputs. If you had all the right inputs, if you made if you had quality decision making, you gotta live with the result. You know, that's why in NBA, you know, you play good defense and if the offensive player just makes a better move, you know, you live with the result because that decision-making process of not fouling, of playing good defense, of uh, not reaching in, of uh, communicating on defense, helping where you're supposed to, having the right rotations, that was all there. But if the offense is just better with the ball movement, you live with that result. You know, that's what coaches say. And so, I mean, so the other aspect is like, so you don't know all the information on hand in poker, right? So even if you win, you could, you could have made all the wrong decisions and then you won the hand, but then you don't know what to do maybe the next time because that, because the other players folded. So you don't know the cards that they had and you can't correlate, hey, that this happened, this happened, so then I have, to, I have to do this again because then the next situation, it might be turned around where you're behind or maybe next time you're ahead. And so there's all these different factors at play. The, the size of the bet that could happen, the, um, uh, you know, how many players, what position you're in. There's so many different factors that always are changing just like life where I shouldn't. So, you know, when equating that to life, I shouldn't be thinking about. So when I was switching jobs to laundry from Capgemini, an example of resulting would be that I made the right decision because I got you know, the job and things have worked out, you know, pr pretty well so far. The, I think that would be resulting. Like, did I make the best decision at the time? That's all we can uh, keep our focus on and have the scope of. Like, did I make the best decision at the time? It was 
it was a decrease in pay, yes. But it was something that I wanted to do, had more passion for in terms of the field. It was a new industry, different uh, co-workers, um, going from a corporation to a startup. I'm staying in Atlanta. And so did I make the best decision at the time? I believe so. Now, if it worked out or didn't work out, that's different. So I think I just have to think about all the times that I made or all the times that things didn't happen the way I wanted to, but realize if did I make the right decision in the moment because we can have hindsight bias of, oh, of course it was going to happen that way, but we don't know that at the time. Right, I mean, she uses the example, she opens and closes the book with the example of Pete Carroll calling the pass, um, you know, second and goal. And Russell Wilson, Wilson throws the interception. And of course, he's in the worst play call in history. But if you know, if you look at it, it was arguably the smarter decision to throw it with, you know, one or 2% chance of actual, uh, you know, interception that ended up happening. And of course, that's the decision tree that played out in reality. And so, of course, it was inevitable to happen. But, you know, I guess that's digressing from the poker versus chess point, but it's all related. And so I'm trying to do a better job of keeping the focus on the decision-making process. And so there's things that can help with that that she outlines in the rest of the book, which I can go to in at some other po- some other point. But I just wanted to draw that distinction between how we think about poker and how we think about chess and poker is a real life simulator is is a microcosm of life you know because my decision to move move jobs had a financial impact just like poker but poker was at you know within a short time frame like i mentioned the the life things when it uh, equates to that it takes a long period of time to see the results. And so we may not know the best decision that we made at that time. So we have to be patient and think back to when we made that decision, what were the factors that we knew and put ourselves in our past self's shoes and think, did I make the right decision at the time? Because at that point, the, f- the future that ended up happening was not inevitable. There were many different possible outcomes. But obviously, only one ended up happening. So, yeah. So anyway, that's, uh, you know, this is a, it was a pretty good book thinking about a lot of different things. Um, you know, with the, uh, but yeah, this was just one that I wanted to focus on since I've had experience um, playing both poker and chess. So it's good to see. It, it was something that I hadn't thought about before. Um, and so, obviously, you know, it's gambling, but not life is gambling. So we're making a bet every time we do something. It's just in, in poker, it's explicit. And that's sometimes frowned upon. But, you know, 
parents moving from India to the U.S. was a bet. You know, me going to UT Austin was a bet on how my career would play out. On what major, what major I wanted to go into was a bet on what career path I would have for best financial success, personal success, personal growth, etc. Everything's a bet. And so I think reframing and thinking everything like that um, is what this book helped me to do. And so I think I'm, there's a lot of key takeaways that I still have to go through and go through my notes and highlight and, and take back. But this was just one thing I wanted to key in on. So poker versus chess, you know, maybe poker has more more to it. So don't discount it as just gambling. But anyway, I'll end there. Thank you for listening to another episode of Size Eyes, the life of a long-term multitasker.